Hello and welcome to the NFL Preview Show powered by Odds Checker. I'm Tom Julian, this is Ben McClymont and we are joined by none other than coaching legend Jeff <laughs> Reinbold. Jeff, it's always a pleasure to have you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's cold in Canada. Three degrees this morning, so I got my flannels on. Ouch. <laughs> We've got you a little bit earlier as well this morning, Jeff. Just run us through your, your day-to-day process, uh, the life of a coach, as it were. Well, it's, it's up at about 4.15 in the morning and then, you know, grab a cup of coffee on the way into work, get work around five, and then, you know, it's just fine from there. So this is kind of a little bit of a break in the morning for me. I've got a farm protection meeting at 8.30, then a full special meeting at 9. We go to practice and we'll grind away at it until late in the night tonight. So this is the, we got five weeks left to go in the season and pro football is certainly no sprint. It's a marathon. Yeah, wow, that's that's some grind. Ben, do you it's fancy... It's not even early anymore, is it, for Jeff? He's no, been up for three hours. Yeah, exactly, it's halfway <laughs> through your day. Ben, do you fancy starting your day at 4.15 every I day? I do anyway, just that's when I mentally prepare right. myself for the day. Okay. Wait, get out of bed about 11. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Jeff, let's get into the Thursday, uh, the, the week four action. Um, just a little recap, as we always do. And where I wanted to start with you, Jeff, was Thursday night. The Rams beat the Minnesota Vikings 38-31. And the Rams now 4-0, and Jeff. They, they seem to be on unstoppable yeah you know what this is one of the games we highlighted rods checker and it turned out just exactly like i thought it would the vikings accounted for themselves well i mean they came off of a short week after getting beat by buffalo and went down to los angeles played hard actually had chances to win the football game they're just struggling right now on defense but that man's offense is so dynamic they have so many weapons and McVay does such an amazing job for Jared Goff. Jared Goff does not have the strongest arm. He fell by a long stretch, Tom. As a matter of fact, he saw the deep ball to the foot, you know, that he struggled a little bit with. He's got to get the ball up early if he's one of those big guys down the field. But his connection with Cooper Cup is amazing. You know, Gurley's, Gurley's such a good back. He's got Whitworth and Sullivan and Scaffold and a really good offensive line in front of him. So there's really no weaknesses that I can see. Just ramped offense. They're a little dicked up in the secondary. They gave up some plays in the secondary, but when they needed to get stops, they got stops on defense. Yeah, do you see this as a problem for the Vikings now? They thought last two weeks in a row that they've given up a lot of points. They've got a big thrashing by the Bills, of all people. Uh, is this more just you're playing the Rams, the Rams are going to hammer you, they're going to score points, or is this a real issue for the Vikings now? Well, I think Mike Zimmer said it better than I could, and that's that they cannot give up as many big plays as they're giving up. It, you know, one of the things that, that you want to make sure in this day and age in the NFL is you want to limit an offense's explosive plays. People are going to move the ball. That's the way the game is now. That's the way the passing games have evolved. Rules have changed to help the offenses. But what you don't want to do is give up big chunk plays, and they gave up way too many of those, and, and, and that's been their habit so far this season. And I know that the that Zim will get him to practice field this week and they'll they'll work on those things. And you know, it's not gonna be easy for the Vikings now. They've kind of themselves a little hole and the Bears are, you know, start to assert themselves in the division. Yeah, and and I mean, it's a tough one to get right on because now going into week five, the Vikings match up against the Philadelphia Eagles, only the Super Bowl champion, yeah. Ben. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just an easy week there. Now, uh, the Rams, we, we touched a little bit there about Sean McVay. Jeff, mm-hmm. how has he transformed this? How, can, you, can you tell us a little bit about his, how his mind works? Because we've had... The, 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 he just seems to be making 
just miracles out of what was a previous lifeless Rams offense. Well, I tell you what, let's go back historically and know, get to know the man, right? He, he comes from a football family. You know, his grandfather was the general manager of the San Francisco 49ers. Yep. You know, helped build that 49er dynasty under Bill Walsh. Matter of fact, the draft room at the 49ers complex is named after his grandfather. His dad was a great player at Indiana University. And then Sean went on and worked back at Miami University in Ohio. And, you know, they moved him to receiver uh, as, I think it was a sophomore, junior, and he, but he had a real intelligence for the game. He had a tremendous football IQ even as a young kid. Then, because of his connections with Rubens, you know, that's the San Francisco 49er family tree. So, mm-hmm. he gets an opportunity to work with Johnny as a very young guy when John was his last year with the Bucks. Then after that, he went to work with Jay in Washington, and he's been around great offensive, great offensive lines his whole life. He is a football guy. I had a tremendous opportunity last year when they came over to England to sit down and what was supposed to be a five-minute chat took into a 25-minute talk, and it was amazing. <laughs> One of the things that he does extremely well um, is he has the ability to connect with people, and you see that on the sideline with his team. He, he's got a culture built there of everybody's going to touch the ball. We're going to feature everybody at what they do well. And, you know, we're going to continually stress the defense. And I think what they do next, what they do and what Kansas City do, Kansas City are two of the dynamic offenses in the world. Yeah, absolutely. What a, what a Super Bowl that might be, Ben. But right now, the Rams are 4-0. and You can have the Rams uh, to, to win the Super Bowl, Ben, at 7-2 to right now. And Jared Goff, Super Bowl MVP at 4-1 to already. He's the favourite. Super Bowl MVP, not even regular Super Bowl. No, no, just Super Bowl MVP. Um, do you fancy that? Uh, no, it's too far off. Too far off. Yeah. You're, you're not... Anything can happen in player football. Yeah, you're not going to... Uh... Put your colours to the Rams, uh, Mark. I like, a, I like a, some bigger odds as well. Oh dear. Let's get Alex Smith. What's Alex Smith? I, I don't, don't know. It's not <laughs> uh, uh, should we move on to some tighter games? Like obviously, you've got McVeigh, who is a, a new coach, two years in, finding it easy now, it seems. He's got everything geared up. Three brand new coaches this year, rookie coach, well, yeah, rookie coaches effectively. They, are, they had some close games this week. There's three overtime games. And I think we should focus on the Titans. I like what the Titans are doing. Vrabel's come in. He's a defensive guy, but they're playing different offensive football as well now. Like Mario's just throwing the ball a lot. How are you seeing the Titans, Jeff? They just knocked off the Super Bowl champions. What, they're 3-1 now? Yep. Um, that's, they're, they're open in that division now. See, they're actually the surprise of the early season for me, Benny, because I watched them in training camp. They struck in the preseason offensive. <clears throat> Mariota was just not, didn't have a rhythm. Then he got hurt. But, you know, the amazing thing about what Rables has done there is he's found a way to win games. He's a very aggressive manager of the game. They've they punts, they've done, you know, some things that are kind of outside the box of conventional NFL thinking. And I think Mike has a real, as an ex-player, has a real good hand on his locker room. And you guys like playing for him. When you saw the way Mariota threw the ball in the second half of that game, and the way they play defense, Solid they are in the kitchen game. The Titans are a team that you're going to have to deal with. And there's a lot of football left to be played this season. But I like what I'm seeing out of this Titan team. Yeah, and they've they've got the Buffalo Bills up next, Ben. So they'll obviously fancy their chances there at four to seven. 
what if if you had to pick a weakness though with this Tennessee Titans team, where where are you looking, Ben? How um, Jeff? How can we? How can we? How would the Bills exploit Tennessee? Well, I think you got to when you look at Tennessee, you're going to have to stop the run number one, and then you're going to again because everything to with Mariota really right now, and he's just like Goff at this stage in their career. If you can run the ball and play action, they can be effective thrower. Yeah. And so, to me, if you're Buffalo, you got to run the football at and keep them off the field, and you got to stop the run, play a lot of second down, play a lot of two zone. You can double outside and and. and Make them earn everything that they get. Now, the issue with Buffalo to me is, you know, where's their offense going? You know, yeah. there was yeah. Josh Allen got in the game weeks ago, you know, played actually pretty well in the second half. But, you know, they went out and got shut out by Green Bay. And Green Bay's not a team to think about. There's a great defense in Green yep. Bay. And, they, and they, they didn't score a point. So Buffalo's got a lot of work to do. Yeah, some big problems yeah. in Buffalo. Especially the Titans' defense is good as well. Like the four sacks this week—they—that's a fearsome defense. I think the Bills are going to struggle. Well, they kept to the yeah. You know, Benny, that's a good point too because you look at this Buffalo offensive line and it's really, really, really makeshift right now. And they're going to have a hard time protecting Allen. Allen's a great athlete, but this is a fearsome Titan pass rush that's coming in. Yeah, I, I mean the uh, the Titans kept the Jags to six points a couple of weeks ago, yeah. so like they they know what they're doing. It's an exciting time to be a Titans fan, and not often we've said that. All the Jags <laughs> in, in the past. Yeah, the, the AFC South is looking lively now. Jeff, I wanted to touch on a couple of uh, sadder moments of the NFL Week Four. We obviously uh, lost Earl Thomas to a broken leg. Um, it looks like he'll be out for the season, and Tyler Eifert as well, who's just. Struggled. He looked like we talked about it last yeah, week, we did. Ben, didn't we? About how Tyler Eifert finally coming back after those Pro Bowl setbacks, the back injuries, and now he goes over on his ankle, and it looked really nasty. Um, and and Jeff, it's just two great players, really, really great players that you you just don't want to see go down in week four. No, and you know uh, we have a saying in pro football that everybody loves football, but football doesn't love anybody. Yeah. And saw an indication of that this past weekend. Two great players and two guys that are really important to their franchise. Earl Thomas, to me, is one of those guys that will go down in Seahawks floor as you know, focal point of what was a fantastic defense for Super Bowl teams. And to see him go out like that in probably his last game in Seattle really kind of a little bit. And then the, the one-finger salute he gave the <laughs> Seahawks sideline, really, it was up to me to watch that because I, I hope it does the paint legacy of a great player that was key to the franchise's best year. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it seems like from rumors as well that the Chiefs were in the position to trade for him on maybe Monday or Tuesday morning. So it's kind of one if he could have made it half an hour, 45 minutes to the end of the game. There's none of this, doesn't the one thing that doesn't happen, he doesn't go out in this awkward fashion and he moves on to the Chiefs and plays the rest of the season. But it doesn't work like that, does it? It does not work like that. Well, you know, that's one of the things that's unique about professional football is that, you know, your next play is not guaranteed to you. This isn't tennis. This isn't you know, soccer or, you know, ice hockey even. I mean, this is, this is a violent, violent game and every play can be your last play. So it's something that you live with it's what you sign up for when you play this game at the highest level. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why Le'Veon Bell isn't playing right now. Yeah. Because he wants a new contract and, you know, just like Earl did. But Earl decided to go back to 
play and not sign his tender and how, again, all those millions of dollars evaporated with that play. Yeah, well, the Seahawks still managed to win 2017 against the Cardinals. Uh, ben, if you want them to win the Super Bowl, they're 100 to 1 right okay. now. Yeah, um, 16 to 1 to win the NFC West as well. Obviously, some stiff competition from LA as well. But, Jeff, let's, let's look ahead uh, to week five while we've got you because, uh, because there's some interesting matchups, Ben. I think it was a, a pretty tough decision for the Sky Sports selectors this week because there's a, there's a lot of intriguing selections. Are there any that, that jump out at you straight away? You know, I, I, to me, every weekend has got great matchups. I mean, you start on Thursday night with the Patriots and the Colts, and, you know, even though the Colts are, you know, proving, just anytime you see those two teams play each other, it harkens back to the days of Peyton Manning against Brady and, you know, all those fantastic finishes that we've had over the years. So, I, you know, I think that game's got a lot of interesting points about it. I want to see this. Colts defense, which is getting better. Marcus Hunt really started to play. You know, he had a, a sack again last week and some tackles. Uh, but they've got they've got some good young players. You know, again, I I think the Patriots. But it, it, we've got to wait a little bit on the Patriots and see what they are. They only have five sacks at this point of the season. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's problematic for New England. They they are still not where they need to be defensively. But again, one of the things about Belichick is he improved the football team over the course of the season, maybe more than any other coach would. Yeah, it's so so weird, isn't it, that they often start 2-2, two two, Ben. They, they're a little bit slow out of the blocks. Obviously, they've missed Edelman. They haven't quite got their running game to the to where Belichick would like it. We saw a bit more from Sony Michel taking apart the Dolphins um, this weekend. But the... the they're big favourites this weekend, New England. Two and nine, uh, two to nine. If you if you fancy the the Colts, they're fifty four to thirteen, pushed right out. Um, but Ben, is there any way that you see the Colts coming out of Foxborough with a win? Not if the Patriots play like they did last week. They came out and they run the football. They ran the football, sorry, hard, and yeah. they had big open gaps as well. Like Sony Michelle was had five six yards on touch, and he was making the man miss after that, perhaps. But if if they come out and play that brutal style of football, then. I think the, the Patriots are going to walk it again. What do you see, Jeff, from the return of Edelman? Are you excited about that? Yeah, I really am. I think that he's such a critical part of that offense. His ability to get open in the intermediate zones, you know, he's, he's tremendous on third down conversions. He's one of the best in the league at that. He's tough as nails. He gives you a, he's a great blocker in the box. And I think he's an emotional leader of that football team. It's certainly one of Brady's most trusted receivers, so that's that's a huge plus. I think the situation with Gronk is a little bit concerning to me if you're a Patriot fan because, of, you know, again, that guy's had awful lot of injuries over the course of his career, and now he's got another one with lower body injury yeah. that he may not play in the game. Some shells off a knee. I don't think this is going to be a walk in the park like some people think it is. I I really think that uh, the Patriots. I think the Patriots will win the football game, but I think the Patriots are. You know, you've lost Rex Burkhead. As I said, you got Michelle Hurt. You got you get Edelman back, that's positive. But still, on defense, they've got to, they've got to plant those yet on defense. Yeah, well, the odds makers, Jeff, don't quite agree with you. They've got uh, Rob Gronkowski at seven to one first touchdown scorer. But if you fancy Julian Edelman first touchdown scorer, that's ten to one. So he's a little bit further out. Maybe Belichick will just introduce him slowly. No, we I think he'll throw him in. Do you? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. I like to see it. I look forward to it. Let's move on to Sunday night games, Jeff. And the big one that I'm excited about, and Sky Sports have taken this one. It's 6pm, Jacksonville Jaguars at the Kansas City Chiefs. And I've got in my notes, Jeff, statement game. Both sides, the best scoring offence, the best defence. This is a big game and a big test for both teams, right? This is a game that will not only is a statement game for both teams, it's kind of a statement game about what wins in the NFL. Right. Yeah. Because you're looking at one of the best defenses in Jacksonville that's been put on the field in the National League in the last 10 or 15 years. I think this team is every bit as good as some of those great Ravens defenses, great Steelers defenses. They run, they get in talent, depth at every level of the defense, going against an offensive football team that is, in my mind, maybe, you know, you go back to the Rams with Kirk Warner, Kirk so on, Kirk, I think this this Kansas City offense is dying yet. You saw the game, and you know, that's a hard place to play, guys. And they, that young quarterback scrambling around on third and 16, broke the ball with his left hand. I mean, you just don't, <laughs> don't pull that. I mean, that, that play was certainly not drawn up like that. Yeah. That's what they have. They have so much dynamic making ability that they can get off the script and make plays. So it's going to be one of those games of defense in Jackson versus offense in Kansas City. You know, I'm going to make a statement here. I, I really think that, that Jackson will win this football. Oh. And I think the reason why is I don't know if Kansas City is going to be able to get enough stops. And I I like the continued development of Blake. Interesting, Jeff, because I know everyone says Super Bowls win, uh, defenses win Super Bowl, sorry, but the bookmakers here have the Jags at 29 to 20. Big outsiders in the game when they, they're, they're a strong AFC contender. As a Jags fan, do you fear going into the Chiefs? I, do you know what? I, I've said it's a statement game, and I think the Jags have a lot to prove. Blake Bortles is, is improving, but he's still inconsistent. Jeff, I wanted to ask you about, because I, I agree with Ben there, that the odds seem a little bit skewed. How important is home advantage? I, the, the Chiefs are 11 to 18. Um, is it because they're playing at home that gives them a big advantage? And do you feel that when you're in the locker room? Well, I know this, Tom, that, that one of the things that Coach Vermeil used to say to us all the time and, and when Kansas City was that home field is worth a three-point advantage across the board in the National Football League. So if you're a home team, it's like having a three-point advantage as you start the game. Yeah. Now, Arrowhead particular where that game is being played which is a very very difficult place to play those fans would be in the stadium tailgating from friday on and, and probably drinking <laughs> from saturday morning on. so it's going to be loud and they're a passionate crowd that really loves their fans and who loves their chiefs and uh you know one of the greatest moments i've had in, in football was standing on the sideline arrowhead and listening to the crowd go they sing the national anthem and, and where they go in the home of the brave, they go in the home of an 80,000 people. It's so interesting that you said that uh, about Coach Vermeil there with the three points because the Chiefs are three points favorite. So yeah. I guess if you take that into account, then, it's a level uh, game, just then, away from home. then it's a level game. Yeah, so if you fancy the Chiefs at minus three points, they're four to five uh, right now. You fancy points there, Tom? Lots of points. Uh, yes, yeah, I could see, I could see a fair few points. The line is at forty nine at the moment, so I'd like to go over that. Yeah, I'm going over as well because Blake Bortles is showing a bit as well. I don't think the Chiefs are going to stop a lot, so 
Points, points, points. Absolutely. All right, let's go into the next game that really intrigues us. We talked about this earlier, Ben. The Green Bay Packers at the Detroit Lions. A lovely little divisional matchup. 6 p.m. Sunday on Game Pass. Uh, Jeff, the Packers are 2-1-1, but Aaron Rodgers... He, uh, he kind of lambasted his, uh, his offense a little bit on the weekend, even though they won 22 nothing against the Bills. Do you agree with Rodgers? Are we still not seeing the best of Green Bay? No, I, I agree with him. I think that, that that team is still fine enough that they are. you got to remember now, they lost Jordy Nelson. They, they've lost some guys. They, they're, they're trying to create a new chemistry, if you will, between the quarterback and his receiver. That takes time. It's developed over some of the season. Rodgers is a great leader, and he understands what it takes to win at the highest level in the National Football League. And just much like Tom Brady, you know, he's not afraid to call guys out or call out the offense when they're not playing at the, at the level that he thinks they need to play at. They've got to play well if they're going to win division because the Bears are, you know, outstanding football team and get better all the time. And Minnesota is you know, maybe one of the most talented teams in the National Football League. So that NFC North is going to be about. Yeah, I think this is the chance for the Packers as well, because I know Matt Patricia's bringing in his new defensive style for the Lions, but they've conceded 48 points to the Jets, 30 to the 49ers, 26 to the Cowboys even. The Cowboys aren't really firing. So this is a chance for, for Rodgers to put some points up, I think. So I like over 54 at 13 to 10. I like a lot of points in this game. Yeah, are we, are we sure that Rodgers is still fit? Is Because he, he's, been, he's been questionable yeah. and did not practice for a lot of the, a lot of the early season, Jeff, and we, we still haven't quite seen the best of him. Yet he continues to go out there, often without a knee brace, and, and he leads the team. That's so important to them. Yeah, he's an incredibly tough guy. You know, you don't think about quarterbacks as being tough guys, but, you know, when he came back in the second half against the Bears after that knee injury, and, you know, was really out there on one leg, brought, you know, brought his back to victory. You know, I've been around some quarterbacks in my time, Tom, you know, five Heisman Trophy like five Heisman Trophy winners have been quarterbacks on teams I've been on. And, you know, every one of those guys had a little bit of what Rodgers had, whether it was Doug Flutie or whoever. When you have a quarterback like him, you believe you are in every game regardless of the score and regardless of the amount of time left in the game because he can create plays where other, that other guys can't. And I, I think about that playoff game a couple of years ago against Dallas where he scrambled to his left and broke the ball. I mean, I don't even know how he got it in there. <laughs> First down, they go down in the football game. So I would have a real difficult time ever at yeah, well, I'm, I agree with you, Jeff, and that's why I like the look of the Packers at minus 2.5 points. Uh, that's at 11 to 10. I quite fancy that. The other side of the, the uh, ball, though, I suppose, uh, from a Lions perspective, Kerryon Johnson, the running back for the Lions, Jeff, has, has really impressed us. I know you've enjoyed watching him a bit, yeah. Ben. Um, he gives the Lions a little, uh, just a completely different uh, line of attack, and, and that's so important for Patricia as a first-year head coach. You know what, Tommy, the, the Lions have not had a 100-yard rusher since you were even I mean, it's been a billion years since they had a 100-yard rusher, and this kid is, is giving them spark. Mm. I think Patricia knows that you've got to run the football to win in the National Football League. You can't just throw it off the yard. They've got a great quarterback in staff, but they've got quality receivers. I think they're finding their way a little bit. Jim Bob Cooper is keeping more of his offense into what Patricia wants balance ball control off and take some pressure off of his defense. So, again, I think this is a, an indication 
better things to come in because they are becoming more balanced. Ah, well, we shall see. I, I still fancy the Packers. I, I think yeah. even though you've got the Lions uh, home advantage, Green Bay, like you say, Jeff, you can never look past Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Jeff, I know you've got to get off to, uh, to, to get to your real job. I know this is your favourite job, <laughs> but you've got to get to your real job, the one that pays the bills. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us again. We appreciate it, and we look forward to speaking to you next week. Cheers, Jeff. It's always, it's always a pleasure with you guys and, and uh, working for Odds Checker. I can't wait, Tommy. It's only weeks now. We'll be sitting in those palatial studios <laughs> at Odds Checker International. <laughs> I, I was just thinking that. It's like we're, we're now into the month countdown. We're looking forward to having you. So, uh, yeah, get over here quick. All right. Aloha. Take care. Hey, Jeff. Thank you again to Jeff. Ryan Bold, it's always good to speak to Big it Jeff, is. isn't it? It'd be good to see him soon. Yeah, we are, we are looking forward to having him back. But as ever, Ben, we always over-talk when it comes yeah. to Jeff. So we are going to rattle through our game, so much so that we are going to give you everything we've got in a minute. Not right. a whole, like one minute each game. Each game. Not everything in a minute. Oh, do you not want to just do everything yeah, in a minute? Yeah, this is good. <laughs> yeah, every game, or every game that we've picked, so last four... Sorry, that's so rambled. Let's start that again. That's all right. That was terrible. Thank you so much to Jeff Reinbold for joining us once again. Always good to speak to Jeff, Ben. It is. It'll be good to see him soon as well. Coming over for his birthday, so keep an eye out. Yeah, absolutely. But now, we always over-speak when, uh, when we chat with Jeff. So now we're going to do every game that we've got down here. So we've got four games remaining. We're going to try and do each game in less than a minute. That's four minutes. Four minutes. Ooh. And we've got producer Tom looking after the timekeeping, although he's let, he's let, phone, let the phone go. 5168, I think it is. Is that right? There we go. We're good. If you ever steal my phone, you know what my passcode is. <laughs> All right, Ben, are you ready? Let's go. The Ravens at the Browns, 6 p.m. on Game Pass. Another divisional game. Who do you fancy? I like the Ravens, four to six away from home. Browns threw away a couple of leads last time. They're at seven to five outsiders, but they are at home. And yeah. they've learned to win a little bit. So the Ravens are minus three points on the spread. That's at 20 to 23. I just can't look past the Ravens. They're a good road team. They, are, they have a handy defense. They've got a ragtag bunch of receivers, but John Brown, Michael Crabtree, they're coming together. Willie Sneed as well. John Brown is my favorite. He's still in my fantasy team, and uh, I'd love him at any time touchdown score as well. Yeah, and the Ravens put up 41 points and 40 in the last two games. They're going to score points again, I think. And the Browns knocked off 45 last game. So over 46, I think, is that four to five? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the Browns, it's tough because they, they went so close with the Raiders. It went to overtime. It's heartbreak again. But they just can't learn to win, can they? No, there's a couple of messy fumbles late on. Baker Mayfield didn't quite bring the game to an end, so. Five seconds. Which team are you going for? Ravens. Yeah, me too. Ravens all the way. That's 11-17 straight. Right, next one. And go. The Vikings at the Eagles, 9.25 Sky Sports action. That's on Sunday night, a rematch of last year's NFC Course. Championship. I think it was a blowout. Will it be a blowout again? Uh, I don't think so. No, I think it's going to be quite a low-scoring affair. I think it could be, uh, uh, yeah, just very tight. Yeah, the Vikings are at 7-5 to five away from home, and the Eagles 5-8 to eight favourites at home. Carson went to the big game last game. So um, Eagles minus three, 23 to 25. I think that seems about right. Yeah, I think that's, that sounds about fair. Kirk, I've got a couple of Minnesota facts for Ooh. you here. Kirk Cousins has thrown for 1,387 yards already this season, third most in the NFL. And Adam Thielen ran second in receptions and in yards. So that, that dynamic I quite like. What does that equate to? That'll be points, surely. It means an Adam Thielen anytime touchdown. That's what I'm and backing. It means lots of Viking points. Over 24 points, Vikings points, 15 to eight. Who are you backing? 
I'm backing the Eagles. I am going to back the Vikings. Vikings oh. at 14 to 9, Eagles at 3 to 5. Oh, with that a second to spare. Right, how are you feeling? I feel great. I feel a bit out of breath. Do you? Calm down. I'll to... start this one then. I need to go for a run. Ready? Go. We've got the late Sunday night game, Monday morning over here, as you like to say. Yeah. It's the Dallas Cowboys at the Houston Texans. Cowboys 6 to 4, Texans 6 to 11 at home. Big odds there for Cowboys. Right? Yeah. And I, I backed the Cowboys before it went, it went wrong. I have backed the Cowboys. I'm going to back them again, and there's <laughs> one reason because I, I think both of these offensive lines are poor. Uh, both defenses are going to want to get after the quarterback. Uh, JJ Watt and Jadevian Clowney looking for Dak Prescott, who's been sacked 14 times already. That is only trumped by Deshaun Watson, who's been sacked 17 <laughs> times already. So I think both offensive lines are poor, but the key factor here, always Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott. So you fancy maybe the Cowboys blowout, minus three and a half, 41 to 20. That's yeah. some big odds. Yeah, I, I do fancy the Cowboys to go into Houston and, and do the damage. I just don't see them, I don't see there being much difference between this team except for one superstar. Yeah, Cowboys over 20 and a half points are 7 to 8 as well. I can't see them not scoring some points. Elliott get a touchdown. Over between the half, seven to eight. The uh, points line here is 45.5, and I fancy... Oh, my goodness, oh, I've run out of time. Uh, I would take the under at 10 to 11. Uh, okay, nice, nice. Overdone. Um, do you I'm, go for Monday night? Oh, go on. What are you saying? I was just going to say, we probably earned a couple of seconds, so I was just using the money. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. So this one, we're on the line now. Yeah, very much <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. um, last one. Let's go Monday night football, shall we? Yep. And go. The Washington Redskins at the New Orleans Saints, 1 a.m. Tuesday morning yep. on Sky Sports Action. Uh, Washington coming off their bye week with the number two ranked defense in points per game. So they're good. But then D Drew Brees with the uh, New Orleans, the Saints offense is going to be firing. Right? Yeah, big, big, big week, big bye week because it goes all the way into Monday. And Redskins are 23 to 10 away from home. Saints, big favorites, 4 to 11. Redskins are six and a half. That's the line, 24 to 25. I can see them sticking with the Saints. They've got a big offence themselves. Do you? You think it's going to be a big game for Adrian Peterson, Boys. who goes back yep. into the Saints? He's got a point to prove there. He has. Peterson touchdown, like it. Yes. What are thinking? Of course. I like points. Over 57 at eight and a half. That's total points over 57. I cannot see this not being a big game. Do you want a little fact? These two teams have only ever met once before on Monday Night Football. The Redskins lost 23 to oh, the no, Saints. Sorry. Is that going to happen again? I've got the Redskins half-time, Saints full-time at 34-5. to five. Oh, massive. Done. There it is. There's four games in four minutes. There's... Uh, oh, I feel tired. I feel I lightheaded. Yeah. Uh, there is a bunch of odds for you to, uh, to have a look at. Make sure you go to oddschecker.com for all the best odds in that one. So it's that point in the video where we come to our odds checker treble. And Ben, it's another source of shame for us this week, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's everyone's favourite. It's not really our favourite part. We're not, we're not doing very well. No, I went for the Browns, who lost in overtime, though they were robbed. Uh, you, went for the, <laughs> you went for the Lions. They were robbed as well. Who lost on a last-minute field goal. And producer Tom went for Falcons, um, minus five, and they lost by one. So all of them were touch, uh, within one point, uh, one score games. Yeah, so we did well. So, yeah, if you take that into consideration, very close. If you don't take that into consideration, it was 0-3. Um, let's try again for a new odds checker treble then. Uh, I am going to go this week with the Denver Broncos travelling to face the New York Jets. That is at uh, evens. I like the Baltimore Ravens. Away from home, I did say this last week, I wouldn't take people away from home. Yeah. But, uh, the Ravens 4-6 to six going up against the Browns. Come on, pay for jolly. Yeah, I fancy that as well. Four to six, that one. Um, and our producer, Tom, has gone for the Minnesota Vikings at 
the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. That's a six to four. So you put all those together, a nice little treble, Ben. Seven to one. Again, I, I, I mean, I liked it last week and it was on three. I really like this one. So seven and one. Yeah. Let's see. Fair how. play for our producer as well. That's a, that's a ballsy shout. Yeah. So. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, we'll see how we get on. And uh, yeah, we'll check, it, check that out next week. For a victory. Hopefully. Hopefully. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you to Jeff. For, uh, for tuning in from Canada. Always nice to speak to him. Thank you to you, Tom. Thank you to you, Ben. <laughs> uh, make sure you go to oddschecker.com for all your odds. Subscribe and like the videos. Make sure you share them as well on the Oddschecker YouTube channel. We'll be back next week. Enjoy the NFL. And yeah, good luck. See you next week.